Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Daniel. Good afternoon, Mark. And good evening to you. Actually, it's just just come afternoon where I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the deep south. How you doing? Doing good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good. So a Facebook picture of you with a longboard. Yeah. I was talking, that's a long looking skateboard. Yeah, yeah, you call it a skateboard. Who don't? You got to watch that. Oh, it's not a skateboard. It's a longboard, not a skateboard. Oh, is it? Ah, okay. So is it? Is it not politically correct to call it a skateboard? Oh, I don't know. Some, you know how it goes in certain circles, maybe. I don't care, though. Yeah. But, but it was funny when I read your comment and you talked about it being a skateboard. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's a long skateboard. It's a longboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm sure you would have corrected me. So, oh well, that that'll get you, that'll get you fit anyway. Using a longboard like that, yeah, it'd make your leg hurt for a while. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, staying yeah. up on it would be my challenge. Yeah, it can be. It kind of came back like riding a bicycle. I used to do it back in my twenties, early twenties. Oh so, yeah, when you were young. When I was young. <laughs> Uh, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> In your world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 thank you. Thank mm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here we are again, back together, mm. and um, seeing what's on the what's on the heart of the Father, what's on our hearts, and you know what's that's stirring around. Mm. Um, I I've got. Um, you know, every now and again, I think that I sort of circle back to some some scriptures. You know, we mm-hmm. we always circling back to the kingdom and identity. You know, all of those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, and um, one of those is just thinking about um, a, a a passage of scripture in Isaiah, uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah fifty five, or Isaiah, or however you Americans pronounce it. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, Isaiah 54, um, and I'm just thinking about th- these first couple of chapters, and what's really interesting to me is that I've heard sort of ch- the verse 2 of um, Isaiah 54 prophesied, I don't know, many times. I've probably done it myself, mm-hmm. um, where people have taken this and declared it over somebody, and quite rightly so, um, but I think... Um, what sometimes we can do is we can miss out the important bit because it's it's not as positive, and that's what happens with chapter with verse one of chapter fifty four. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people skip over that and go, you know, to and of course, verse two says, "Enlarge the place of your tent." You've probably heard this before. You know, people talk about this: enlarging mm-hmm. the place of your tent. Let your stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. Because it's it's about expansion, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about positiveness, and it's about taking ground and taking territory, and all of those things, which are which are great, which is all what the kingdom's about. 
Kingdom is about taking territory. It's about advancing. It's about going into the promised land. It's about all of the, that's, that's all what it's about. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I think that we've, we've tended to lose, and again, we've talked about this, but I think we lose the understanding of cause and effect. Because verse 2 is the effect of something. So if you miss out verse 1, you just get the, you just get the effect. You think, oh, yeah, we want that effect. But in order to get that effect, mm-hmm. you actually have to do something that causes mm-hmm. that effect. Yeah. So we live, in, we live in a time um, which seems to be like it's, it's an unusual era that we're living in or, mm-hmm. or time. Certainly last year and this year, there's so many things going on. It's not difficult in any way, shape or form to be quite engrossed or negative or become despondent about the things that are going on because there's just so many things where the things that we've known are really being attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, life as we know, it's being you know, attacked as restrictions and, you know, all of those sorts of things, Um, you know, and even in our own country, I sort of understand about it, but, you know, the Australian government is refusing to allow Australian citizens back into the country who have been in India. They're banning them. In in fact, I've heard, I I don't know how correct this is, but I think I've heard that if, if you did somehow make it in, you would be jailed. Wow. Just think about that. You know, what country, you know, would do that with its own citizens, you know, in a few, a a year or two years ago would be, just wouldn't think about it. It'd be Mm -hmm. incomprehensible. It was unheard of, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with wearing masks and it's the same with, you know, vaccinations and, you know, all of these sorts of things that are are going on. And I I don't want to even get into that, but just Mm -hmm. to highlight Things are changing. Things are, are are being put into place. Things are being forced, or things are being required that mm-hmm. previously we weren't. So it's not too difficult to get focused in on what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 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 a natural tendency that we have. <laughs> I, think I it's call it tendency. Yeah. I I call it a negativity bias that we mm-hmm. we are biased towards. The you know lean towards like if you, you use use you know in 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 lawn bowls, the ball the 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 balls themselves have a bias on it, mm-hmm. so that if you you know so it's weighted to one side. So if yeah. you could use that to be able to run the ball into it. That's the bias. When we talk about bias, it means you're weighted to you lean towards yeah. one thing. And so if you have a negativity bias, and I think we're all been hard with that sort of same brush in that Mm -hmm. we default to the negative far quicker so you actually Mm -hmm. have to work at even more so you have to work at becoming a positivity positive biased Mm -hmm. you know come into a positivity you have to work at it so what we can easily lose is that cause and effect you know Mm -hmm. you, you see it in the medical arena you see it in the health issue in the health arena you know, and it's, I, I suppose it's something that's near and dear to me because I'm working on my health. Mm. And so by changing some things, I'm changing my health. Yeah. 
But if I just treat that my health is an issue and just, you know, find medications to, to that, I, I just treat the symptom, not the cause. So in this passage, you have the prophet being very, according to today, being very politically incorrect. Mm -hmm. He's going to a hurting woman, a woman that is rejected from society because she can't give birth, she can't get pregnant, she mm -hmm. can't produce children. And the, the people of that time knew that children were a blessing of the Lord. I mean, the children are a blessing of the Lord most of the time. Mm. <laughs> right? But children are a blessing of the Lord. And they knew mm -hmm. specifically that that in that you were blessed when you had children, and particularly a scripture says your quiver is full, that's a blessing of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? So therefore, if you couldn't produce children, you must not have the blessing of God on your life. Right? So she was feeling not blessed, mm -hmm. therefore rejected because she couldn't produce, whether it was, you know, because she was barren. So the prophet comes along to her and says, hey, you barren woman who can't produce children, you're a rejected, you are, you know, the all of society doesn't think very much of you. What I want you to do is I want you to start rejoicing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want you to start celebrating. I want you to start giving thanks. I want you to be over the top in celebration and celebrating in the place that you find yourself when there's nothing really to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And once you start celebrating that, when you start celebrating having children, even though you don't and even though you can't, you start celebrating that, then you won't have enough room and you have to enlarge. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like in Romans where it says that God speaks of those things that aren't and so they are. As if they are. Mm -hmm. So one of the tricks of the enemy is to cause us to focus and get locked into what is wrong, what is not happening, what might be, you know, and fear mm -hmm. comes out of all of that. And so what we are called to do or called to be, and it's, it's, um, and it's important to realize this, this is what we, what we're called to do is to celebrate and thrive in circumstances that aren't conducive to thriving. Now, here's an important thing. Whenever you receive a revelation or get a revelation or a prophetic word, right? And sometimes they can be so close to the same, but there's also mm -hmm. distinctions between revelation. Contained within the revelation, Contained within the prophetic word is the power to accomplish mm -hmm. that what was transmitted to you, that would come in a revelation. So the revelation has a power within it to produce the revelation in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the prophetic word. When it comes, it has a power. It has an enablement in it to produce something. Right? So this is what happened to her. The prophet comes along and prophesies some things. And he, what he's saying is the power to accomplish that is contained within the word I'm bringing to you. 
So if you will embrace it, if you will take it, then cause and effect will occur. I noticed you were smiling there. Oh, yeah, I was just reading. Yeah, so as I'm, I'm reading it, and I'm just thinking, like, so, you know, verse verse 1 is talking. It, I mean, he kind of throws salt on a wound. I mean, just yeah, to does. put it into perspective, I mean, you talk, you you made the mention it was very uh, um, uh, so not socially correct or politically yep. correct. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, for sure, you know, so he goes and says that. But then, then we have verse two. But then in verse three, you made the point and it says, you know, um, that, you know, um, it talks about expanding and all that. But it talks about the descendants will inherit the nations and make and make desolate the cities and or make the desolated cities inhabited. Do not fearful, you not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you not be put to shame. And and so I was just thinking, you know, like that. So she went from being barren to filling nations. Um, yep. And it's always with God, it's always more. It's not like she had one child. The Lord's like, no, I could give you a child, but I'm going to give you nations because you yep. rejoiced, you know. So you you see the interesting thing though, isn't it? The prophet comes along and says, "Hey, you are under a curse, right? It mm -hmm. it, it feels like a curse." He says, "I'm going to come along." And I want to declare to you that God is going to reverse the curse because you're going to go from barren to have um, a descendants that will inhabit the nations. And she, mm -hmm. So at the moment, at that point of barrenness, she has no likelihood of having descendants. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a, that's an impossibility. And so what happens is that that the that God comes along through the prophet and said. I reverse curses, mm -hmm. and I'm coming to you to reverse the curse. And so that, that's what we see God do. We see God do so many times through history, mm -hmm. through our own experiences of things being being reversed. You know, you, you, and usually it involves our participation mm -hmm. in this case it's going to revolve her participation and it's like okay break forth into singing start rejoicing right you know th th at this particular point of time there's there's nothing for her to celebrate mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to celebrate there's nothing to sing about and yet if she is to do that then she is going to take herself out of the mire of the negative and put herself into. See, it, it doesn't it doesn't take any supernatural ability. It doesn't take any whatsoever to tell what everybody else can see. Mm -hmm. Right? It doesn't take any. It doesn't. But it does take some guts. It takes some courage. It takes some some prophetic ability it takes supernatural power to operate in the opposite of what's going on yeah you know that's that's something i want to talk about is yeah the the let me um so we talk about there's something we have to do and i want to put into perspective what really what that looks like because it's not like we have to go out and make a way or chop down the trees or there's some big thing we have to do I think really something to be taken from this is that all the grace, forgiveness, 
and and restoration and everything was it's already done it's already there she just had yes. to embrace it by singing saying i know i'm restored i know i'll be restored i know i'm i have peace i know i'll have grace and i have to stand in that and so i i think that's something um you know to to talk about is that it's not some big thing we have to do we have to change our life and we have to do all this really you know God's already yep. set the path before us, all the grace, mercy, forgiveness, redemption, all that is there. It's it's actually, it's a, it's faith we're talking about because it's reaching out and grabbing a hold of it and saying, I mean, it's there for the taking and I'm going to have faith that's there, so I'm going to stand on it, mm-hmm. even, in, even in this trial, you know, even in the trial that I'm in. Yep. So the, the interesting thing about it is that verse 1 is not a promise. It's a command. Mm-hmm. Verse 2 is the promise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, promises, are, it's, it's not something you can um, obey a promise. Mm-hmm. You have to obey the command. You have to find mm-hmm. what the command is. So what, what is the cause and what is the effect? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, you know, somewhere I think, uh, you know, uh, Paul says, you know, think on these things. Now, to Philippians, it says things that are good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or we hear, you know, trust not, you know, in your own understanding, you know, tr- or trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding, you know, you know, and and He will make it, you know, like a, your path will become straight. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, the, there are so many commands that have a promise. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, I think- and you can't. Well, you can't claim the promise if you don't do the command. That's the point. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I, and I think that that's the, the deal. It's what we're talking about is relationship. It's coexisting with Christ. Um, yeah. You know, so that's the thing is she had to do what? She had to stand stand with Christ, stand in the promise, and she had to sing. She had to, she had to do her part. She had to have relationships. She had to believe it, um, you know, and she had to, to coexist in that promise. So, so one of the things that I've again talked about, and I've I've actually demonstrated this, mm-hmm. you know, when I probably sort of speaking, speaking away. But in order to reverse something, right, you have to apply an opposite law or an opposite way with a greater force. Mm-hmm. You know, so like like if we were doing an arm wrestle, right? You and I would arm wrestle. Okay. You, yeah. You're gonna beat me? <laughs> Is that what you just said? Uh maybe. <laughs> so if we were to arm wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to apply more strength mm-hmm. and force than I did. Otherwise we, if we had just equal force, we'd stay in the middle. We'd stay in neutral, right? Mm-hmm. But to beat me, right? You would have to, if you possibly could, <laughs> you would have to exert more pressure mm-hmm. and more force to actually get my arm down. Yeah. Right? Well, mm-hmm. that's what happens when you are reversing something. Right? It, and that's why, like, let's just take, for instance, um, lack, poverty. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to break that off your life, then what you have to do is that you have to exchange that for something greater. Mm-hmm. 
which of course is generosity. Mm -hmm. But what will happen is that it will feel or should feel when you're operating the opposite over the top, like mm -hmm. just like, like you just, you're just going nuts. You're just going crazy on the giving. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you're breaking an opposite law or an opposite thing that's in effect. Mm -hmm. But you have to do more than just what is done before. That's why some people uh, have a difficulty with uh, some people who seem to go over the top when they're trying to embrace something or embrace something new. But you're breaking out of an old mindset. You're breaking out mm -hmm. of an old rut or an old thing that you're stuck in. And that's why you have to it's, – it's really why Jesus said, listen, if, if somebody hits you on this side of the face, give them the other side. <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't make sense. Like, mm -hmm. You hit me on this side, I'm punching you back. I'm mm -hmm. retaliating. And you're saying, no, no, that's, that's not going to fix it. It mm -hmm. might make you feel better for a few minutes, but it's not going to—it's not going to fix it. It's not going to make a difference in you. It's not going to change you, and it's not going to change them. Mm -hmm. So he said, "Look, if they ask you to go one mile, go two, because that's—that's that's affecting the flesh that says, okay, I'm going to go. I'm required to go one mile.'" He said, "No, go two, mm -hmm. because that'll break stuff off that one mile wasn't capable of doing." So, so spiritual warfare, which we which we talk about, which people mm -hmm. love to talk about, and 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 often their view of spiritual warfare is they shout at the devil, or mm -hmm. you know they just you know they fast until things change. Well, that's not fasting; that's hunger strike. Mm -hmm. But my point is that there's there's all aspects of that that are all legitimate, but primarily, uh, what Isaiah's talking about here was go in the opposite to what you feel like doing and mm -hmm. you will break the hold that was on you. You'll usher in. You'll bring uh, heaven into the place. And that's what we're all about. We're all about bringing mm -hmm. heaven to earth. Um, the difficulty is that when you get locked into a thinking that's more depressive or fear-based, then you have positioned yourself where the enemy wants you rather than position yourself where you are able to bring heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you, you, it's it's a lot like you can't bring heaven to earth when you're focused on hell. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, it's totally. Um, th there's a thing um, that again talk about in, in your brain we may have said it on here in your brain mm -hmm. there is a a thing called a reticular activator and the reticular yeah. activator basically causes you or decides in conjunction with your brain what are you going to focus on what are you going to see because we have billions of bits of information pass us every day we can't be involved in all of it so the the, the body knows the brain knows how to filter out those mm -hmm. things and only focus on the things that we need so whatever you acknowledge, right, it's and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, you know, trust in the Lord with the Lord of the heart, lean on in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So whatever you acknowledge, that will direct your path. Mm -hmm. so, so you can easily get into a place 
where all you can see is what you don't want to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a good picture. Um, we were talking about it earlier um, before we got on here. Um, a guy, Joseph, I'm reading a book um, this guy wrote. His name's Joseph, and he was given kind of a, a vision of what that might look like. And he talked about how, you know, there he was in a boat with Jesus, and they're paddling. And Jesus tells him, in order for the boat to move, we have to be in relationship. We have to paddle at the same rhythm, and or the boat won't move. And so they get started down the river, and the river goes through this called a world or, or a, you know, whatever it is, it's an area. And he notices that it's everything, all the sin that's in the world, you know, it's people stealing, it's people robbing, it's, it's you know, monstrosities you can think of. And, and but the, you know, the river goes right through the middle of it. And he's, as he's there going, he starts thinking about all the things he's seeing around him. And then, and then all of a sudden his attention's caught and he comes back and he notices that Jesus is still paddling, but they're not going anywhere. And, you know, and, and Jesus looks back at him and says, well, yeah, your attention has been focused on everything that's going on around you that you, you know, but you're not putting your, your, your focus on me so that you can get in rhythm with me. We'll move through this. And then, and then the, really the end of the story is he's talking about in order to have effect in that you had to go through it. Like you couldn't be in it. It couldn't be what you focused on. It couldn't like you had to paddle through it. And then once you were on the other side, then you had the ability to come back and to actually change the things you've seen because you were focused on what was after and not what was happening. Um, it was a really yeah, good... I think that's a really good picture because um, I think it's one of the things that I, I keep talking about is that we use the language of it. Like we're saying, uh, you know, if we're having a tough time, we'll say, I'm going through something. Mm -hmm. I'm going through a difficult time or I'm going through... And if we examine our words, what it says, I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I'm going through something. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, Psalm 23 says, even though you walk through the valley yes. of the shadow of death. Two things there. You walk through. You're walking through mm -hmm. it. You're mm -hmm. not there camped. You're not there to remain. You're not there to stay. And then the other thing is it's a shadow. Mm -hmm. It's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. It's the shadow of the, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, in in numbers somewhere, I says, I think when you go through the fires, mm -hmm. when you go through the floods, that's what it's saying. When you go through, you will not be, you will not be burnt. You will not be mm -hmm. over, you know, overcome by the floodwaters because you're going through it. Yeah. Um, the the difficulty is realizing just like that thing is that when you when you focus on and empower the thing that you're going through, mm -hmm. you'll get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean to say it's not real. The fire is real. The mm -hmm. floodwaters are real. You know, they can be, it can be painful. It can be all of those sorts of things, but you're going through it. It's going through some of those things. That's why the Holy Spirit is the comforter. That's why the Holy Spirit is the helper. That's why mm -hmm. God wants to enable us to keep going through. Now, I have no wish, any way, shape or form, to be praying for fire to be, you know, or floodwaters or going through the valley of shadow of death or all of those sorts of things. It's not my, it's not my wish. 
Mm, but we pray for breakthrough revelation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which most often takes us through those. Yeah. And so sometimes I think we tend to short change or shortcut some things because we, you know, and, and it's part of the reason why sometimes that God allows us to go through things because he, he knows that if we realize what's going on fully, we would find a way out because mm -hmm. we're creative people. And so, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that he's in the midst of it or not the cause of it, but, you know, he's right mm -hmm. there leading us through it because he's has a the purpose of going through something. You know, it, it's also sometimes what will happen is too, and some people listening might have had this, you can be going after somebody. Just, just say, for instance, you're looking for a new house, right? Mm -hmm. You find you find what feels like the perfect house, right? And so you're, you're, you're working on it, you're praying onto it, and it falls through. Mm -hmm. And you really had set your heart on it, and you're disappointed, you're mad with everybody, including God. Mm -hmm. But you get over that. And um, a little bit further down the track, you find an even more perfect house of which everything goes through on. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the things with disappointment is that you don't actually find the real thing until you move. So if you spend all this time looking for this one, you get to it, and then it falls through, you have to deal with disappointment. But you're now mm -hmm. positioned to be able to see a little bit further on what mm -hmm. is the real thing, what is the thing. Now, that doesn't always happen like that, but often that happens. Mm -hmm. So what, what takes place is that in order to handle what you end up with, you have to go through that because things change in you, things, you know, things are done in you. And that's why sometimes delay exists because what we are, we, we couldn't handle if, if, if things came. Sometimes, um, you know, things that we are believing for a breakthrough whatever, doesn't mm -hmm. actually happen because we're not ready for it. We mm -hmm. think we are, mm -hmm. but we're not ready to handle if it came. And sometimes, you know, and God's not going to let something come to us that's going to kill us mm -hmm. or destroy us. You know, he's a, he's, he's the, he's the, he's a good, wonderful father. So he wants us to best to be able to handle, you know, what, what's coming our way. Mm -hmm. Well, and we've talked about before, um, more often than not, you don't have the authority in those situations till you went through them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we say, Lord, I want to, I want to have authority in this area or I want to help these type of people. So often we find ourselves right in the middle of that. And the Lord's saying, okay, well, if you want authority there first, we must deal with the things in your life. And we, we you know, you're going to have to go through the thing might not be exactly the same thing, but you have to go through something in order for a deliverance or whatever, whatever we know. That's just almost always, I've just found in my life, I know that's almost always how it is. If I want authority somewhere, it usually comes after I've been through that place. Yep. You know, and, and authority, you know, is we, we can have an authority um, that is our positional authority. You know, it's mm -hmm. like because you are a child of God, you have yeah. authority. You can use his name, all of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. 
but there's a greater authority, which I call revealed authority. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an authority that the more that you step into or the more that you use, the more that you have or the more that's revealed. Mm-hmm. It's probably even a better word. So that principalities and powers know when you know that you have authority. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you just use the name of Jesus, which has authority in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you know who you are, you are incredibly more dangerous. And it's why we keep talking about identity. It's why we keep talking about mm-hmm. uh, understanding who you are. Because it's it's an incredible um, it's an incredible thing. It's very damaging for the enemy, for people who know who they are, who are secure in understanding who they are. Because what it makes you is very dangerous mm-hmm. to the enemy because of this revealed authority area. Yeah, well, there's authority in the name of Jesus. I think I would put it, uh, I think there's uh, the most authority is found when we know what the name of Jesus does for us. You know, I think that's the yep. power in the name of Jesus because Jesus died on the cross, which made me a son. And when I have, understand that, that's re- a revealed revealed and so it's i think it's more about what it, what the name of jesus does for me that brings the authority it's it's probably a little bit like having a weapon mm. right and knowing that you've got a weapon and to use a weapon or knowing how that weapon fully works and what its full capabilities are mm-hmm. you know it's probably it's 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 somewhat you know i mean every illustration is is limited in some ways but it's you know, it, it, it's like having this one weapon or having, you know, the more powerful type weapon. Mm-hmm. And that more powerful weapon is knowing, you know, what the weapon is capable of. Well, I think it's like it's also, I mean, in the same sense, you could say that any gun will kill anybody. But it, if a person doesn't know how to use it first, they, they can they actually get the gun loaded? Then they know how to discharge the gun. Do they know how to hit what they're aiming at? Do they yeah. know where to hit what they're aiming at? So it's, it's you know, it's all about um, just because you have the weapon doesn't mean you'll be effective with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I don't think that we can hear enough, you know, mm. for ourselves or for anybody else is, is to say that the trick of the enemy is to causes to get locked in an environment that's very real uh, but keeps us out of our potential or keeps us out of the places that God wants to take us into. Mm -hmm. And we can often get locked into something because we are focusing upon it or even obsessing with it, that we become people who are more aware of what's wrong than what is, you know, what is good. I mean, we know that God is good, you know. So, again, you know, my one of my, again, another favorite of mine from Psalm 27, which talks about David in verse 13, mm-hmm. talks about that he was ready to give up. He was ready to finish. He was ready to walk away. He was ready to say, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. This is the greatest king that Israel ever had. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, he he. Jesus was was born into that lineage, mm-hmm. right, the son of David, and so 
um, David was in a place. He was, it sounds a, a lot like he was depressed or he was, you know, in a place where he was suicidal. just <laughs> suicidal even. Yeah. But he said he 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 would have embraced mm -hmm. that a lot more unless he realised, right, that he he was looking for looking for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, it doesn't take any effort. It doesn't take anything whatsoever to be able to see. You only just turn on the news. And you can be depressed in a moment. Mm -hmm. um, and we have such thing as fake news. And fake news looks so so real that people will believe those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're living in an environment and in time, and particularly more so, even in your country at this time, where you have news agencies who are telling you not what you need to hear, but what they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. So we have all of those sorts of things. So you have to be very, very careful about what you're listening to. I think we should be somewhat aware of what's taking place in the world, but we should be looking for the goodness of God in the land of the living because that's the antidote to weariness. That's the antidote to, to wanting to give up. I'm, I'm wanting to you know, not uh, look at it. And, and the reality is that if you know Jesus, if you are a son, a daughter of of him, the most high God, then our job is to bring heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and he will help us in going through something. Because the reality is we will go through things. Unfortunately, bad stuff happens to good people. <coughs> you know, unfortunately, there are things that take place. Mm -hmm. That um, that you know shouldn't happen. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. So, so this is the this is the thing. The choice is. You know, and it's almost like we've been on a little bit on this theme for a little while, mm -hmm. talking about identity and talking about um, declaring things. We've been talking about, you know, what we kept, get captured with, uh, which is what we're talking about today. You know, watch what's capturing you and look for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. The only way to reverse a curse is to bring the opposite in the, in a play, to bring the opposite thing in at a higher level, at a higher intensity. Um, and I think every curse or cursed thing is meant to be reversed. Mm -hmm. Redemption. Which is what, you know, is what redemption is about. Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus could reverse that. And some of the things that we're expecting to take place, right, which is the effect, there's a cause attached to it. There's a cause and effect. So often we can change something by changing the cause, you know, and I've become increasingly big on health um, and doing some things mm -hmm. that will change um, my, my health. 
and um, uh, realizing that sometimes just treating the symptoms just keeps the symptoms at bay. It just keeps them managed. Mm. Whereas healing is a far better thing where those symptoms no longer have a place to stay in. And one of those things from a body's point of view is if you reduce your inflammation and, you know, the inflammatory markers and the things that cause inflammation. I, I think I'm quite big on looking for cause. You know, what's the cause for this? What mm -hmm. causes this? Um, you know, is there something I'm eating? Is there something that's causing this sort of effect? Whereas much of our influence around about us is just <coughs> take something to mask this mm -hmm. so that you don't have to put up with it. And you know, that's, that's some generalized. Well, also, we're, well, we're also a society of quick fixes. So, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, what you're talking about is you're finding the cause, eliminating it, and then taking the time to restore it. Yeah. That, that takes time, you know, it yep. can't just be a pill you pop. So, I mean, it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. We have to realize that uh, the situations we go through with Jesus, with God, our father, they're going, it's, it's a process, which we've talked about much too, but we can't forget that, that it's not just a quick fix. It's not just a, you know, I'm going to change one thing. I'm going to figure out what that is, change it. And everything's just going to pop into place. You know, yep. it's a lifestyle like this. It's it's about focusing <coughs> on the right things, um, focusing on the right things, and and you know, training yourself not to focus on the other things. And yep, you know, I I think that um, there are so many examples in scripture of of things. You know, like um, for instance, another one from the Old Testament was when. Um, the, the widow um, whose husband had been in the company of prophets mm -hmm. and um, she didn't have any money, any, any resources left and she was getting prepared to send her two sons to the creditors to pay off the debt. So they'd become slaves to mm -hmm. pay off the debt that had been left. Um, because of the death of the husband, um, and so she cries out to Elisha um, and, you know, says, look, you know, my husband's dead. Um, you know, the creditors are coming. Uh, and he, he says, well, how can I help you? Um, and then says, well, tell me what you got in the house. She said, well, I've got nothing except just this little bit of oil that's left. That's enough. And um, and so she he says, okay. So what he does first of all is that he he <coughs> puts the initiative back onto her. Mm -hmm. She's saying, help me. You know, she's saying, fix things for me. You know, and he's saying, well, what have you got? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 like, oh, okay. Here's the here's the little bit of oil that I have. And so then he says, okay, now close the door, right? And, and when you close the door, you close off the past or you close off the way that things have always been. That's what a doorway is an, is an, is a, 
is an access point or it's a transition point is a better word from one realm to another. Mm -hmm. So whenever you hear about doors, doors opening or doors coming to a door or whatever, it's, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. It's a transition point between the realm that has been into the new one. So the prophet is saying, okay, close the door and close off that old realm and and do this but first of all go and get all the jars that you can i think that she was probably bold enough to get oh, not only as many jars but the biggest jars that she could get mm -hmm. right because she remember she's coming out of the company of prophets her husband was a prophet um and um so she gets all the jars in there and she starts pouring now this is one of those miracles that i would love to see you know, like when I get to heaven, I want to get the DVD of this one. I want to get the DVD of the feeding of the 5,000 too. Mm -hmm. That's a similar sort of event, right? And so she starts pouring, and of course she pours and pours and pours and pours, and she, she keeps, the oil keeps flowing until she has no more containers. But there was enough oil there for her to sell. I think there was abundance because mm -hmm. what happens is, she attacks lack, right? She does something to lack. Mm -hmm. And the way that you uh, affect lack is by abundance. Because mm -hmm. lack is a lie. Lack is, lack is something, it, it's, it's, it's parading as something. It's creating a, a viewpoint that uh, is lack. And this is what's happening in the world around about us. This is why... There are people talking about, you know, limiting the populations, all of these sorts of things. It has right throughout history is because there's lack on this planet. But that's a failure to understand that God who created this planet knows exactly how many people can fit on this planet and has established resources. Mm -hmm. So lack is not the issue. What the issue is distribution. And, yeah. That's the issue. Right? Anyway, that's another whole sort of thing. But my <laughs> point is that what what the prophet did, Elisha did, with this widow who calls out to him, she t he turns the um, initiative um, to her, asking, "What does she have?" Right, and then he helps her deal with this. Now, one of the things that people need to understand is that. The way to exit need is always seed. Mm. The way you get out of need is to sow seed. Mm -hmm. If you talk to any farmer, right, <coughs> who they have financial needs, they will sow a crop. Mm -hmm. Because they know that the crop, and they sow a crop expecting the crop to come to harvest. So they don't grow a crop and say, oh, yes, I, I've planted these seeds, but I, I don't think they'll ever become wrong. It's actually wrong for me to expect a return. But mm -hmm. What farmer's going to do that? But what, what was, what's happening for us to understand is that if you want to exit need, if you want to no longer have that need, you have to sow seeds for harvest and you know what what does that look like but that's that's what we've been talking about today 
mm-hmm. is that how you how you change things. You don't change things by embracing the very thing that got you into that. Mm-hmm. Like if you always do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. That's why Jesus is saying at the very beginning of his ministry, you have to change the way you're thinking. You have to change how you think about the world. You have to change how you think about what got you into the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying, listen, in order to embrace the kingdom, and that's all what we want to do. We want to embrace the kingdom. We want to take kingdom things. We want to live in the kingdom. We seek first the kingdom, all of these sorts of things. You can't seek first something if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So he he what he was saying was, uh, you have to change the way that you see things, how you understand things, in order to embrace what's really close to you. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, sometimes I, I feel like I'm obsessing with it because I keep going over and keep saying it. I, you know, I think that you have to hear something sometimes several times or many times um, before you get to understand about it. Just remember that I, I really feel like a, one of the things that the enemy is to keep us focused on the wrong place, the mm-hmm. wrong things, is to empower the wrong things. And we give things authority and power because we, we, we treat that as truth. Agreed. Uh, but truth is a person. So what does Jesus have to say about the sickness? What does Jesus have to say about the lack? What does Jesus have to say about things that are not working correct? What does Jesus have to say about this area of what? And when you partner with what Jesus' view is on something, then you make a difference. That's when you start to see the areas of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about time for us to go, but anything you want to sum up um, out of all of that today, Daniel, anything you want to say? This is your opportunity. I think we're just saying that um, where you put your focus is what will manifest around you. Yep. That's that's a a good summary. Mm. And we're going to keep saying it, aren't we? Yes. Not only when we say it, to to people online here people get it we also get it too yeah Yeah, sometimes i need to hear it that's so true oh we just need to hear it all the time that's why we need people in our lives that are going to say those sorts of things to us well um if you have heard today something that has just touched you sometimes you you can have to hear something several times (coughs) we ask you to uh like um this uh, uh share it with other people um Tomorrow, around about the same time, Chris and Peter and myself will be on Insight Now. Um, So we encourage you to, if not, we'll see you um, uh, next week. Mm. So um, have a good rest of the evening or day, wherever you are in the world. And uh, thanks, Daniel. It's been great always uh, to hang out with you again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see each other next week. And thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.